Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking, wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome, Sarah, from the Australian Kookaburra Kids Foundation. Thank you very much for having me. Firstly, can you tell us about Kookaburra Kids and how it came about? Kookaburra Kids was established in about 2002 by a lady named Diane Madden, who through personal experience identified a lack of support for children living in families impacted by mental illness. And the first Kookaburra Kids camp was actually held with just 16 kids. A few years later, they introduced the mental health education component onto their camps, which still is to this day, is called Chat Group. And the purpose of Chat Group was to educate young people about mental illness and equip them with coping skills um, and to build their resilience and empower them to to face any challenges that they might come across. So since then, our program expanded from just a small organisation in Sydney based in the Sutherland Shire to today where we are a national organisation. So in 2016, the Department of Veterans Affairs recognised the amazing work that we were doing and, and we already had a number of defence families a part of our program. So they helped us by funding a dedicated defence program, which meant we could offer our free program to serving and ex-serving defence force families in, in all our capital cities. So for those that maybe don't know anything about Kookaburra Kids, what services do you actually provide within the foundation and specific to uh, military kids and families? All our programs are free. There's there's no cost at all to families that have been accepted on our programs. And we offer weekend camps, which run from a Friday afternoon through to a Sunday afternoon. And kids can jump on the bus so that we provide, or they might get dropped off um, the campsite by their parents. On a camp, kids participate in that, what, what I just said earlier about chat group, which is essentially that, that education component. And then outside of chat group, they get to participate in so many fun activities like canoeing and, and high ropes challenges and, and tea building, giant swings, quad biting, the, the list goes on. There's, there's plenty, but we have heaps of amazing volunteers who, who come along on camp so that they can um, help us with supervising the kids, but also make sure that they're, they're really supported on our camps. We also have the activity days, which run during school holidays. And, and sometimes we have ones that are available sort of in the afternoon outside school hours. And the activities usually run for three to four hours and they're things like 10 pin bowling we might go to the movies or do an art workshop I know not long ago they did a graffiti workshop which was pretty cool and rock climbing laser tag all those sort of things so last year we added a small little snippet of the the education that we do on on our camps and we put it into our activity days and it goes for about 20 minutes and it's just the the first part of the activity and then they get stuck into doing 
whatever fun activity we're doing that time. And then lastly, we recently launched our Connect program, which is an opportunity for Kookaburra kids to connect online with one another. And they can do this from anywhere across Australia. When COVID hit our shores, we had to pivot the way we could connect with our young people. And this is where Connect was born. Why is it important that military kids take part in fun activities and programs and connecting like that? What do those things help with in regard to stuff that might be going on at home? I think it definitely opens that doors for that peer-to-peer support. One of the biggest things that kids get out of our program is meeting other kids that are are living in similar circumstances and, and getting that opportunity to really break down that barrier, do something fun with one another is really, really helpful for these young people I think sometimes to uh, our young people that are part of our program they might be looking after a parent that might have a mental illness and that and these sort of activities give them a chance just to to have a lot of fun and and to get to hang out with some friends and that are living in those similar circumstances. So what type of mental health issues would you see coming through that the kids are coming to have help with would it be like PTSD like are they military specific or is there an increase in incidents because these kids or they're from military families and there's specific mental health issues that crop up because of military life? Definitely I I see a a rise in anxiety and depression when it's the the spouse that might um, have the mental illness. PTSD is definitely big within our defence family as well but it is quite varied to be honest. There's really not one particular type of mental illness that we're seeing that pops up a lot. It's it's a very broad range of mental illness and, and including alcoholism and even and, um, and eating disorders are all recognised as mental illnesses as well. Who exactly is Kookaburra Kids for? Is it mm-hmm. for kids that, you know, you don't have to be at crisis point within the family to be able to access the services? Yeah, exactly. That's a really big thing. So the young people need to be between 8 and 18, first and foremost, and experiencing, you know, the living in families, experiencing family mental illness, such as anxiety, depression, bipolar, everything in between. Most of the young people in our program have a parent or a caregiver with a mental illness but it can also be the sibling they might have an older sibling usually the older but sometimes it could be a younger sibling that has the mental illness the mental illness doesn't need to be formally diagnosed either there just needs to be an acknowledgement in the home that that it's going on so like like you said it could be it could be mild anxiety that you know the parents are, are, are feeling at the moment and you know our program is also for them it doesn't need to be severe PTSD or schizophrenia. So our face-to-face defence programs run in all capital cities and Townsville now, but we also have a non-defence program which runs in Brisbane, Canberra, Melbourne and Sydney. So, you know, many of the listeners might know somebody else that, that might be able to benefit from our programs as well. Now that we have the Online Connect program, anyone in Australia can participate in our program. So once a, a referral comes through our website, we assess the need to make sure that we're the best fit for them and and check their eligibility and check that we can support their needs and as you can imagine our program's not going to be right for everybody but our goal is to support as many young people as we possibly can who are experiencing family mental illness. Some of the work has already been done because it takes sometimes a lot of courage for those parents to put their hand up and say, I have some mental health issues or I need to seek help for these mental health issues and I really want to get my kids some support and help Mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. The first thing that they might 
do is fill in a kookaburra kids referral form i've spoken to many families that you know haven't sought their own help yet but they've you know they've signed their kids up for our program i even heard of a story of a family that their kids participated in their program and that weekend while their kids were away at camp they went and sought help for themselves which was really really nice to know that they used that time to take care of themselves and and to seek help Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning, has cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, and pin change functionality, savings roundups, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. So do your staff have a connection to defence or know about some of the the areas that defence kids might need support and therefore be able to relate to the defence kids a little bit better? Absolutely. So we have a number of staff like myself that are are spouses of current and former Defence Force members who, you know, we're really valued for our opinions and being able to talk about what defence families go through and what what are the impacts and, and challenges that to get them on the program. So obviously not having to have a formal diagnosis was really big for defence families. So especially if it's the member, they may not have admitted it yet um, and they may not want to to seek help at all. They may just want to sign their kids up. So that came from having members in in our staff being able to express that, you know, this would be important to them and and to also explain that trust's a really big thing for defence families is trusting what we're going to tell their kids. So we don't go around saying, oh, your dad has this and your mum has that. that. That's not what we're here for. We're all just about the education. So in building that trust with with defence families was another big important thing that we were able to bring to the team. So uh, I was really lucky enough. We were originally posted to Darwin and I got to move with Kookaburra kids down to Sydney now. And it was really, I know not many spouses get that opportunity to to travel with their to, with their career, which you know I'm really really grateful I was able to do. So I got to I got to leave the husband and the and the kids to do downlift when we arrived, and I went straight back to work. So what are some of the barriers to providing mental health support services for kids? I think definitely that stigma, you know, it's still there. It's probably going to be there for a little while. I can't stress it enough that, you know, because we don't ask for that formal diagnosis, that parents are more likely to admit it on, be able to just tick the tick box on our referral form and, you know, send their kids along. One of the big things I noticed with defence spouses is while they can be honest in admitting they have anxiety and depression, but they don't often feel like they need help. They, they find it really hard to put their needs first. And I, I try to remind them it's about putting your oxygen mask on first type situation. And I remember when I was posted to Wagga and my husband was an RI. And, and if anyone's done that that posting before, you'll know the long, grueling hours of a recruit instructor. And I had a tiny baby and a toddler and one at school and, and my mental health plummeted. And, and looking back, I'm not even 
I'm not even sure how I function day to day as a, a spouse, but I, I just, I must have kept punishing myself and, and pushing through and, and to trying to just look after the kids and, and deal with it type thing. And I remember my husband found me sitting in a car sobbing one day and it's ready to, to drive away. And so I actually couldn't, couldn't tell you how it got to that point. I just punished myself for not coping by just not seeking help. And while at that time, my, my kids were too young for the program, but I, I could tell you now if I could go back and be able to to put the kids in in kookaburra kids when i needed it back then it, i think it would have really helped me and it would have you know helped for me to seek help during that time and, and help them to understand what mum might have been going through so do you think that though that um spouses end up like you mentioned they acknowledge that they have anxiety and depression half the time but don't really want to seek help for it do you think mm. it's because they acknowledge that it's just part of being a spouse that you know there's a mm-hmm. certain level of anxiety and at points depression that comes with it and you know this is in air quotes this is what we signed up for and mm-hmm. this is just defense life yeah to suck it up and get on with it uh, that seems like a big thing and it, uh, i find there's so much pressure all the time and and we you know we all hear these amazing spouses that that keep it going and and you know don't fall apart and so everybody else is pushing to to be like these other spouses that keep going and and you can do it and and actually sometimes it's okay it's okay to fall apart and it's okay to not have it all together and it's okay and and to admit that it's not okay and and you know it's like that instagram you know the instagram life seeing it all up on you know it's not always like that and we i struggle to to go actually i'm i'm not coping at the moment and i i need help i need to take that step forward so i feel for them yeah and then it gets to the point where it has to be reactive support as opposed to something that you do to maintain a certain level of um, mental Mm. health yeah and it gets to that crisis stage where you know we don't we don't want it to get to that stage where you want to capture it early and that's why you know kookaburra kids is here too is to we know that their kids that are living in families impacted by mental illness are at risk of developing a mental illness themselves so you know we're an early intervention program basically and and trying to you know equip these kids with those skills that they need so and we can teach them early what it looks like and 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 how to identify it and and who's out there that that can support them now and into the future and but being also able to talk about it really openly the moment the kids arrive on a kookaburra kids program we let them know everybody is here because someone has a family member with a mental illness so we don't we don't beat around the bush we're really open and honest about it so and i think that's important to help break that stigma of mental illness. Can you tell us a little bit more about Kookaburra Kids Connect? Obviously at the moment there's not much face-to-face stuff happening so can people get connected via that program? Who can access it? How do they go about doing that? So the referral process is exactly the same for Connect so you still need to go online and and put in a referral form the same for any part of our program but that really came about when we we weren't able to do the face-to-face stuff anymore and our poor old programs team they, they really missed seeing the kids so I can remember the excitement after the first connect program that they're like we saw them it was great we it was good to connect with them again so but yeah so once once a kid uh, has been referred to our program they're on the program
program until they're 18. So once the referral comes through, we let them know that everything that's available in their area. So when a Connect program is available, we send them an email invitation and they get invited to come along to that Connect session. So we like to break it up into age groups. I'm sure an 18-year-old doesn't really want to hang out with an 8-year-old. So we do break it down into ages so that, you know, teens get to hang out with teens and the, and the little E's get to hang out with the little E's. And so how what exactly happens in those sessions? So it's really about them connecting with one another. We don't do the education in the in the connect sessions. It's really about them sharing their stories, letting them know how they go, they, you know, they're coping with life, getting them to connect. And that, that was one of the reasons why, because we started with the camps initially and then we added the activity days. And the reason why they added the activity days is because they only the kids only got to see each other at camps because we're not like school. They don't get to see each other every day. They may only see each other once a month or once every two months. So the connect was that, that opportunity to get them to catch up with their friends that they would see on camp and you know connect with one another but we also do like a really it is obviously monitored by staff so that we make sure that they've got that support if they need it and then they do a really fun activity like making a, a chatterbox and other little fun activities like origami and, and different things at the end of the session to do sort of round it up. So how can defence families find out information about making use of all that Kookaburra Kids offers? So the first point of call would be to head to the website so that's where you can find our referral form. It is quite a lengthy form so I suggest taking a cup of tea and sitting down but the reason why it's so lengthy is so that we can get a really clear picture of that young person. Anyone can refer a young person to. It doesn't need to be a GP or someone from school. It can be a self-referral. They just need to make sure that you know, we have parents' permission and the permission of the young person to make the referral. The referral can also take a couple of weeks to process, but if you haven't heard anything, you can always give us a call on our 1300 number as well, which is 1300 566 And we can always put you in touch with someone in your local area as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us all about Kookaburra Kids Foundation and how people can access it, who it's for, and the fact that you guys have a specific program for defence kids, which is awesome because obviously any child that has mental health issues happening within their family needs support but there are some extra complexities to defense Mm. life and what defense kids would experience absolutely no thank you very much for having me I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 